Welcome to another episode of More Happy Life, the podcast that will teach you how to trigger upward spirals of health and happiness in your life. I'm Andy Proctor, a happiness activist whose goal is to make your life more happy with science-backed strategies and powerful interviews. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening and today we have an amazing interview with Taylor Proctor. So I had the chance to interview her uh, just yesterday and I am so excited to share this with you. It's something that I've been wondering about, uh, something that back, way back in the episodes, uh, we had a really great discussion. This was like before Anchor became like all about podcasts (laughs) and it was a really cool discussion about vision boards about the secret like the law of attraction and all those things and I've kind of always been a little bit of a critic um well so I kind of went in and out of this uh phase I I first super believed in it um when the secret first came out and I was like holy cow this is like working and everything uh but then I started hearing a little bit of criticism about like oh you're just like you know put a a big picture of a big check on the wall and then all of a sudden checks start showing up in the mail without doing any work like that's not what I believe and it's definitely never happened <laughs> um if it's happened to you then dude you got to share you got to share what you're doing so uh no but I I I think um there are really good things about this whole idea of the law of attraction the secret um there are definitely good things to pick from it and one of them I think that um I really liked uh is this concept of the vision board that I've definitely used it and I've I've I have one um it's different uh than what we're going to talk about today what Taylor's going to talk about but it's really cool and um I like taking things off of it um I like seeing my successes um happen and I actually uh, it's really amazing how what Taylor talked about today uh, what is just like right in line with what I um, teach about positivity playlists as well. So it's just like it was it was really awesome. So so who's Taylor? Well, Taylor, first of all, she has the same last name as me. We are not necessarily related. <laughs> we probably are eventually if you like go back far enough. But Taylor Proctor is a certified mentor and mindset trainer. Uh, she specializes in helping to kind of help people rebuild their confidence, set goals, and design their happiness, which is like right in line with what I do, which is so cool. So it was like awesome to see this like happiness activist just like me with the same last name. Anyways, she's super cool. Uh, she has a company called happiness abound. Uh, that's a blog. She has courses. She has a podcast that goes out every weekday and she kind of helps people to, uh, just, she, she teaches people, um, you know, on her podcast about happiness concept techniques, uh, exercises that can help you kind of create habits for happier living, uh, very similar in many ways to what I do on this podcast. Um, and which is so cool. I just love that there's so many, there's other people out there who are just as excited about this as me. And she, uh, just is 
so, so great with her. She just has such an amazing energy. I just loved interviewing uh, Taylor. actually met her uh, about a week before we had this interview, and she was just so kind, and her husband was amazing too. Anyway, so great person. So excited to bring her on today. Uh, I just wanted to give her a quick give you guys a quick little uh, kind of introduction of Taylor before we got into our really awesome discussion about vision boards. And if you have any other questions uh, for, well, ab- about vision boards, please uh, just, you know, put it in the comments of the um, kind of the show notes, which is going to be on morehappylife.co. Um or also you can, uh, you can also go to just iTunes to the podcast and go to the reviews. Just ask a question in the reviews, uh, just where you would write a review. Just ask a question. I uh, see that all the time, so it's really cool. Or if you're using the Anchor app, which was super cool if you are, uh, it's a free app. It's really cool. You can even start your own podcast if you want to. But even if you don't want to start a podcast, you can be a user on the Anchor app and just call in uh, with your voice. Uh, it's easy, it's free, and it's way awesome. I do not get paid for that. Um, Anchor is free. <laughs> so um, I don't know how that business model would work. But yeah, so um, check it out. And I'm excited to kind of get started on this on this episode. So here we go. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Taylor. So excited to have you on this podcast, More Happy Life. When I saw your uh, Instagram account uh, a little while back, I was just like, hey, this is awesome. I love finding more people who are trying to help other people to be happier, other happiness activists just like me. And not only that, but I, I saw your last name and I thought, wow, there must be something <laughs> really special here because we share the same last name and that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. So thanks so much for being here, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I was really intrigued by, um, we had a conversation uh, about a week or so ago, um, about a lot of things, which I was really, uh, just really grateful for. And of all those things, I just, I've, you know, a while back on this podcast and on Instagram, I kind of mentioned, uh, some things about vision boards and kind of got a conversation going a little while back about vision boards that I make, I may even clip that in a little bit later. Um, and uh, a lot of people had questions about it. And the first thing that people think about when they say happiness is, you know, smiley faces. And, and then a lot of people also think like, Hey, do you believe in the secret or are you, you know, a fan of the law of attraction and um, vision boards and things like that. And so I got a lot of questions about that um, probably about a year or so ago. And, and when you started talking about how you knew a lot about vision boards and not just, um, you know, how to kind of create a vision board, but also kind of the science behind, behind vision boards, I just became so intrigued. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to have you on the show because um, the show is really all about you know, the science behind happiness and not just, you know, having a more happy life, but is there any research that kind of backs that up? And, and so I just, I was so excited to hear you talking about it. So I um, would love to hear any kind of insights you have that you can share with uh, listeners here about vision boards and why, why is it that vision boards really um, do work or, or, or why is it that 
maybe some people do have vision boards and they haven't worked. Um, and what are some things maybe that you can do to, to make it so that they are, are more effective? So I'll just kind of give the mic over to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's really funny because vision boards can be a, which you wouldn't think they would be, but they can kind of be a bit of a controversial topic, right? A lot right. of people, like people have yeah. opinions on them. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and to me, there's a lot of myths around vision boards, right? There's a lot of people that think that they just remind you of what you don't have. Uh, mm. They tend to think that they trick you into thinking you already have the thing, so then you don't take action to get it. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's there's some uh, some pretty some pretty uh, wild myths going on out there, and some thought processes around vision boards. Uh, another thing is like, and this one's a big one that doesn't really have to do with how it works in a way, but as a way to, that people use to refrain from taking action. And that's that a lot of people think that vision boards need to be a fancy cork board with a fancy frame, needs to match your home decor, and that it's got to be this big, ornate, detailed process. And it really doesn't have to be, but I find that that, that misconception holds a lot of people back from even making one because they feel like they have to make a trip to a craft store and they have to put all this time and effort into it when really it can be a very quick and actionable tool in your goal getting and happiness toolbox. Uh, so yeah, I, I've heard a lot of those, a lot of those myths and really the truths behind it are uh, vision boards can help you create action to acquire what you want. Um, they really don't trick you. I mean, you, you either have the thing or you don't. And if you don't, vision boards can help you take action to get it. And they can be clean and clear and practical. And I think the big keyword in all of that that I said a couple of times is action. And for the longest time, I, I personally also did not believe in vision boards. I, I had a parent growing up that had gotten involved with uh, watching and kind of reading the book, The Secret, and watching the kind of the documentary thing that was on it. And right. I didn't see it work. It, it was my mom and I didn't see it work for her. And so I grew up kind of being like, mm, I don't, yeah. I don't believe in that. I, I don't believe in putting something on the wall and just wishing for it. Mm. And funny enough, all of that changed about a year and a half ago. I attended, attended a conference of, by Kirk Duncan of three key elements. And it was an amazing conference an amazing training and about day two, he started talking about vision boards. And again, I had this mindset that, oh gosh, you know, this is, this is kind of hippy dippy. It's a little woo woo. <laughs> we're, we're just putting things on the wall and wishing for them. And that's not, frankly, that's not how I play. I'm a very action oriented person. And right. so we started talking about vision boards and uh, I kind of just sunk down in my seat and rolled my eyes and was just, oh gosh, I'm going to have to, this train was so good up until this point. <laughs> and luckily I had the presence of mind to not tune out completely. And I started listening to what he was saying and it started to make sense. He started to talk about the science behind vision boards and how to make them work for you. And he also gave actionable steps and tips for how to make a vision board work as a tool for you in your goal getting 
vision setting toolbox. And so I really, really attached to that and decided I was going to go home and try it myself. And in the past year and a half, I have taken off so many things from my vision board. And sometimes they and explain, explain really, sorry to cut you off, yeah. explain what that means when you, when you say you're taking that off. Does that mean you, you've accomplished it? Is that what that? Yes. Yes. That's so really cool. it, it's me putting something up on my board and taking the actionable steps to get to it, which I will totally share. And then achieving that goal, achieving that, that thing. So anything that goes on a vision board, as long as it's uh, legal, moral, ethical, you can put it on there. So it can be materialistic mm. things. It can be relationship things. It can be experiential things. It can kind of be whatever you want to yeah. have in your life. And so a good example that I'll use, I have two that are like my, my favorites. Uh, one is that I put on my vision board that I actually have three. I put on my vision board that I wanted to create a podcast and it's something I'd want to do for a while. But I didn't quite know the steps to take. I didn't quite know how to do it. And I was really caught up in the how and felt overwhelmed and not, not understanding what I needed to do and to get, you know, to get up on iTunes or whatever it is. And, right. and uh, I was able to do some of the actionable, actionable steps that I will share here today and able to take that off. Another one that is just amazing to me is I actually got my dream job. And obviously I put in work and effort and I had relationships and I had updated my LinkedIn and things like that. But I put on my vision board, my dream job, and I had actually written down 11 things that encompassed my dream job. And hmm. I ended up getting a call from a recruiter about six to eight weeks after I'd put that on my vision board. And the recruiter called to talk to me about a specific job. And so she asked my work history and I told her and she's like, Oh, well, I called you about job A, but it doesn't seem like you're a very good fit for that. Could you describe your dream job? And I was like, yes. And I was at, <laughs> I was at home at the time. And I walked over to my vision board. And obviously, I didn't just read the bulleted list, but I, I elaborated and added a little bit of color to it. But I pretty much read from my list what my dream job was. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, we just posted that. And you sound like you'd be a great fit. Why don't you come in and interview? I was like, okay, great. You know, super exciting. And so I came in and I interviewed. And of course, the timeline is, it, is astronomical even to me. So I put that up on my vision board. Six to eight weeks later, I get this call from a recruiter. I didn't reach out to her. She called me, asks me my dream job, gets me in on an interview. And I had the interview in the morning. It was a three-hour interview. And four hours after I left the building, they called me and offered me the job. And it met 10 out of the 11 requirements. And one of those requirements was very, very flexible. And I have that flexibility in this job. And so it was just amazing to me that here was this thing that I put up that I was like, yeah, you know, this, is, this would be my ideal job. And if I even had even three of these 11 things, like that would be perfect. And I put it up on my board, I did the work, and lo and behold, <laughs> it came about. That's then, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say like that's really cool that, um, that, that, yeah, just kind of, I mean, it seems like it's like out of nowhere, right? But 
So was there any kind of like between steps or, or things that kind of happened that were, you know, making, making that, uh, um, you know, a reality or was it, or did it just kind of happen? Did it just show up? So it's kind of a combination, which is why I wanted to share my third, my third story on that yeah. because the, the job one, it, like I put it up there and I was, I was actively looking. So I had worked on my resume and I had updated my LinkedIn and mm -hmm. I'd kind of taken the action steps, but then I was like, Oh, you know, it's, it was close to the new year. It was close to the holiday season. And I was like, oh, I'll probably just put this on hold until like put the action steps on hold until after the new year. And then I'll kind of revisit it. But in the meantime, I'm still looking at my vision board and then that one kind of fell into my lap. But mm. the third one, so it's kind of a hybrid. The third one was I had on my board that my husband, I wanted for my husband and I to be debt free. Hmm. And it had been up on my board for a long time. And in fact, it still is, which is why this, this is kind of unique. And yeah. we had, we ended up paying $42,000 off in credit cards and wow. all we have left is a car payment. And then, um, I believe very strongly in Dave Ramsey. So having debt free, except for the house. So we have the car payment and then a house payment and that's it. And so I want to get the car payment out and then we can be completely debt free. But mm. in the meantime, on my board, a vision board is, is and should be more than just pictures. And so I had put underneath my picture that I had chosen as a representation of being debt-free, I had put a couple of sentences to kind of shape this story of what being debt-free would look like. Hmm. And so I would look at that every day. I'd look at the picture and then I would kind of tell myself the story with these bullet points as kind of guidelines to help me tell myself this story. And one of them was that I wanted to buy a house with lots of land. One of them was I wanted to live and give like no one else. I wanted to have a large weight off my shoulders. And I wanted, to, I wanted the flexibility to take courses about happiness to continue to learn and grow. And even though we are not debt free yet, every single one of those things has happened. Mm. And so I haven't taken it off my vision board, but the dedication that I've put to it and the work, all of those things have happened. We're in the process of building a house on a large piece of property. I have had the flexibility and freedom to take a few courses in for happiness and learning and being certified to become a, a happiness mentor, if you will, and a couple of things like that. And it's all just kind of come together and I'm still continuing to focus on it well reaping the benefits of doing the work to get there. So hmm. that's kind of my precursor of my own success story, my own story with vision boards, but I would love to be able to share with you kind of the science behind it, the steps and uh, share with your audience kind of how they can, they can use vision boards as a tool in their toolbox as well. I love that. I just, I just want to say that that's really cool. And I like that, um, that there's, there's steps, you know, that, that it's not just this kind of, throw it on your wall and, or throw it, you know, on your board and then just hope that it just kind of gets there someday. But it's, it's like you, you didn't, you know, you're, you're making this stuff happen. And, um, so yeah, I, th I think that's, I think that's really powerful. Uh, it's not just this wishing, but it's also, it's kind of like hope. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Shane Lopez 
his research on hope, but he, he, this totally reminds me of this. So I just had to like really quickly bring it up Yeah. where it's basically, he, he says that hope is the, you know, uh, seeing a, a better future than, uh, than you have currently. And then knowing that you have the power to make it so. And, uh, and so it's kind of that combination of like seeing the better future and also like having the power to, to make that exact, that actually happen. Absolutely. Um, oh, I love that quote. That's gorgeous. Yeah. So, so let's hear a little bit more about the science behind it. I, I think, uh, I'm kind of waiting with, uh, with bated breath here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what it is, is your brain has a, a mechanism that is often referred to as the filter. And its scientific term is the reticular, reticular activating system, or the okay. RAS. For our purposes, I'm gonna to continue to call it the filter because that describes it perfectly. Essentially what it, is, what it is, it's a small part of your brain that acts as a filter from sensory overload. So it connects to your mm. senses and it protects you from taking in so much that you can't, you can't function, right? If you were to fill your clothes on your skin at every second of every moment, you would go, you would almost go crazy, right? Because mm. that's, that's so much sensory, sensory information that you wouldn't be able to focus on anything else. And so what the filter does is it actually processes upwards and there's different, there's varying studies that have different numbers here but I have read anywhere between 11 million to 200 million bits of information come to your brain per second. And wow. yeah. That's amazing. So you can imagine, right? I, I just use the example of touch, right? The sense of touch. If your skin is filling right. your clothes on your body, you, you, I mean, you're wearing jeans, you forget that you're wearing jeans because it's, your brain has shut off and filtered that out so that you can function in the world. Hmm. Now imagine, 200 million bits of information. So everything that you're seeing, everything that you're feeling, things that you're tasting, et cetera. And actually a, a kind of a quick Facebook notification, 200 million Facebook notifications yes. at once, right? At once that you can't <laughs> go through one by one because they're all coming <laughs> right at once. And, and a good example of this is wherever you're sitting right now, if you were to, if I'm if I say to you, you know, It'd be great if we could find the color red. Suddenly, you're gonna look around and you're gonna see the color red around you. And if there's not the color red around you, you will start to notice things that have red tones. But if I didn't say, you know, maybe we should look for the color red, that doesn't, your filter isn't paying attention to that. You're not looking for the color red because that's not something you're focusing on. Interesting. So the filter is, is amazing, but it's also, for lack of a better way to put it, it's kind, your brain and the filter particularly is kind of your best frenemy, right? It's there to right. keep you safe. It's there to filter out all this information so that you can function and not have sensory overload. But at the same time, it automatically deems what is important and what is not. Hmm. And so that is where vision boards can come in is because you want a way to train your RAS system, right, your, your filter, to focus on the things you want to focus on. And essentially what your brain and the filter do is you say, oh, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. 
and your brain goes, well, that's not important right now. We need to focus on this at work and we need to focus on this and we need to focus on this. And so we're, it's not important right now that we focus on what we're eating or that we set something in the schedule for working out. That's just not important. And so you're like, I know I should, but it's not getting through the filter to give you the opportunities to take action to lose that weight. So hmm. another, another prime example, uh, if the red didn't connect with you, um, the other, another prime example is, is buying a car. If you've ever bought a car, you've done a lot of research, you've talked to friends about it, you've read reviews, you may have gone and test drove it, you may have looked online and seen pictures and all these things, and then you take the action to buy the car, and what happens? It's everywhere on the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you notice all the, the gold Priuses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And actually, so my best friend just bought a car and I have never paid any attention to Subaru Crosstrex in my life, but <laughs> she has, she's come and she's talked to me about it. She showed me pictures about it. We, we talked about how she feel when she would get it. And I was listening to her as she's saying all these things. She bought it. And now my brain sees Crosstrex everywhere. Like it's opened up that filter <laughs> because also it's associated to her. So I'm like, oh, if right. I'm driving around, oh, there's her car. Maybe that's her and I can wave. And so it's, mm. it's really interesting how it works that way. But that's how you get through the filter. You want to focus on how you will fill. You want to have something that you'll see. You'll want to have something that you'll hear and that you'll say. So when you can say it, see it, so hear five it, senses. and fill it. So it's four right there. Four, sen four senses. Yes. Okay. Because taste is... You're not going to like lick your board or something. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> or I agree. Yes, you're not going to lick your board. But uh, you do want to, when you tell that story part, which I'll get to, uh, you do want to incorporate all five senses. But to get hmm. into your, your system, to get past the filter, you have to be able to fill it, see it, hear it, and say it. So, and that takes that, that, because you have the 200, and I'm not sure if I said this, so you have the 200 million bits of information coming at you, your filter only allows in 40 per second. 40 bits. 40 bits per second. So you, you want to be able to put whatever it is on your vision board coming in within those 40 bits per second. Mm. This is interesting. It's very that. much... Like you want your, you want to like design your environment for success and yeah, this is, this is good stuff. So yeah, keep going. You're good. This is awesome. Sure. So how do you, how do you incorporate those four things, right? right. Yeah. It starts, yeah. it starts with the vision board and it's for me. And so cork board or just like a piece of paper or just. You know, what, what's, what, if somebody's never done this before, where, where would you th say they just, you know, start? Like go to Walmart and pick up one of those, you know, $1.25 like kind of board things or? So that's completely up to the individual. However, I would say go to Home Depot and get some painter's tape. Hmm. And that's what I have is I have about a three by three on my wall square of painter's tape. That way I'm not putting holes in my wall. It's not going to fall down. And it creates this frame that draws your eye to the images. If you do not have a frame, you can get distracted and you start looking everywhere else. So let's say it's, you want to have this vision board and you just start putting pictures up on the wall and it doesn't have a frame. You start to look at, oh, there's a little 
there's a paint gap right there. There's a little bit of a scratch in the wall or whatever it is because you don't have something to pull your eyes in and look at the pictures that you're going to put on your board. So I recommend Interesting. You know, painter's tape. It's not, it's not super expensive. I think it's like 87 cents per roll that comes in a beautiful blue or green. <laughs> 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 and you use it to create that frame. And then in, in the other part of this, and I'm a big, big advocate of this, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. It's more important that you get a frame up and you find some pictures, you write kind of the story and you get going to work on your vision board, then have it match your decor or be this fancy ornate frame or be the perfect whiteboard or cork board or what have you. You can always upgrade later, but I think right. it's more important to build momentum with the bare necessities and know that you can do it, know the basics, and then upgrade as you need to. So it's the important part is, so that, that frame to kind of like draw your eyes to it and then also the whole like feel it, uh, see it, hear it, say it, right? Like that's the, that's the big thing to, to activate the reticular activation center. Yes. Filters. The system, yes, but it is, it is the filter. And yeah, and so what you're going to do is I believe that it should be in kind of a rule of threes because the other thing about vision boards is that it's very, the ones you see online are very cluttered and it's picture over picture and maybe a word across that picture right. and they can seem really messy. And to get past your filter, there has to be some sense of structure and organization. So the frame is the first step of that. And then I like to divide my board into threes. So there's essentially three columns and three rows, and it would equate to nine. Now I don't start, and I don't recommend anyone else start with doing nine different things on your board. I would recommend one to three. And in fact, my one at home right now has three individual items on it. So I focus on three at a time, but they're very structured. So it's three rows mm -hmm. and nothing touches because you want to be able to focus precisely within the frame on that single thing and you want to do it for three minutes. Hmm. So quick, quick backup. Really, like I said, you can put anything on your vision board as long as it's moral, legal, and ethical. It's, it's up for grabs. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's really comes down to these, these two things, right? You want to find a photo that represents the item or the experience or whatever it is that you want to have in your life. And you okay. want to have that photo to have as much detail as possible. So if you can get it in color, all the better. Yeah. And you want to do your best to find a photo that represents and speaks to what you want. However, Again, it's not about perfect out the gate. It's about progress and getting started. So if you can't find the most ideal image, don't let that hold you back. Find an image that comes pretty close. And again, you can upgrade later. Right. I think I get stuck on that a lot as I go on the Pinterest and I just, I get lost. <laughs> <laughs> or Google image search or whatever. And you just, you're like, oh, but I want a better one. Or maybe I should go create it. And then I just don't do it. And it doesn't happen. And then. I get stuck and yeah, the per perfectionism takes over. Exactly. And it's, and it's so 
it's relevant in all of us, including me, which is why I'm able to preach it so heavily. <laughs> because <laughs> I know there's been so many times in my life where I'm like, oh, I'll, I, I need to, I want to do that. And then I get caught up in all of the hows and the fact that it needs to be perfect or everything has to be set up already. And then I don't do it. And then a year goes by and I'm like, man, I really wanted to do that. Why didn't I do it? And then I get back in that habit of, oh, this is why I need to do this, this, this. And in the vision board space, it often starts with, oh, I need to go to insert craft store A, B, or C. <laughs> and I need to go there and I need to find this beautiful frame and this cork board or poster board or whatever it is. And it ends up being kind of this out of the way trip where you might have painter's tape in your garage or you can call somebody and be like, hey, on your way home, I just need you to make this quick grab of painter's tape. Don't need you to find me a fancy frame or any of that stuff. I just need painter's tape. Or you can run and grab it yourself. And it takes two seconds as opposed to, you know, ciphering through all these frames right. or boards or whatever it is that just slows you down. Yeah. And I love that. I love the simplicity of it. And just it, the point is do it, get started. And I think, yeah, I, I also love the kind of simplicity of like, just what is essential? What do you want on your board? So would you recommend anything for, you know, if you, let's say you have a lot of things you want to put on there. Do you, do you, do you recommend just keeping it to like three things or, 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 you know, any number of things, or do you say that's kind of up for grabs too? Do you have any recommendations there? So I recommend going with either one to three things to start and never going above nine. Mm, okay. For, for all the, the law of thirds you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. And for all the overachievers out there, if you <laughs> haven't done a vision board before and you're like, oh, I'm going to do nine, I highly, highly recommend starting with three. And mm. here's the reasoning why. I love that. What I recommend three for is it's just enough that it kind of, it, it pushes you and you have to get in the habit of looking at each of those specifically but it doesn't feel overwhelming. It doesn't slow you down and you gain momentum. I've really been focusing lately on this, this concept of minimum viable product MVP, which is a development term, mm -hmm. but it's what can you do now to get something out the door and build momentum and create iterations later. That's and if you do one, two, three things, like I said, even on my board, I only have three things. And the thought being, when I do the action steps and I do the things that I'm, I'm going to be sharing here, I actually cycle through those things pretty fast. So it's, I could take a longer time because I'm, I'm splitting my focus across nine things, or I can take three things off at a time pretty quickly. And I just have a folder next to my board of, Hey, here's the next thing I want to do. Here's the next thing I want to do. And I, then I put it up on the board and I focus on it and then I'm able to take it down and achieve it in a pretty rapid timeline mm. i love that that's so cool all right a quick little intermission interlude right here in this podcast thank you so much for continuing to listen and support this podcast and just wanted to talk about a couple of really exciting things that i'm working on right now one of them is a course and um, I have been, I mean, I've, I already have a happiness course about positive psychology, about how to deal with negative people, about how to uh, basically, you know, kind of the basics of mindfulness and meditation um, and the, the power of, of positive emotion. Uh, some really awesome courses that you can find at morehappylife.teachable.com. 
And I hope you check those out. Uh, super cool courses. But I'm actually getting excited about a, a second course that I'm making. A lot of people ask me, how did you, uh, you know, because they, they love happiness. They love all these things. And they also have uh, uh, some mission or purpose that they have in their life that they want to get out there. And so they asked me, well, how did you grow your following on Instagram? How do you know how to create a podcast? How do you know all these different kind of social media type of skills? And it's what, that's kind of what I do for my day job. So one thing that I'm going to be offering in the very near future, and I just want to kind of gauge people's interest is a course uh, on how to get to 10,000 followers on Instagram. If you're interested in something like that, I would love to hear from you. Uh, please just email me um, at andy at morehappylife.co uh, or you can just go to Instagram, right on my Instagram. If you are on Instagram, just go to More Happy Life. It's just right there. So at More Happy Life on Instagram uh, and, uh, and shoot me a message saying, yeah, I'd love to hear how you did it. Um, I'd love to know more about this. Um, and you know, I'd love to grow to, I'd love to grow to 10,000 followers on Instagram as well. And this isn't just like, you know, robots or whatever, like this is, this is the real deal. Like real followers, real people who are, who are engaged and who are interested in what you're doing. Um, and who become really a community. I mean, that's that's a big reason how I've built this, um, community myself of, of people who are excited about happiness and positive psychology is through Instagram and, and these interesting strategies. So if you're interested in that, please let me know, uh, either by emailing me at Andy, sorry, Andy at morehappylife.co or just go to Instagram and, and just find me at morehappylife. And I would love to hear from you if you are interested in learning a little bit more about how to grow your Instagram following. So Thanks so much, and on to the second piece of this amazing interview about vision boards with Taylor Proctor. That is so fascinating. Thank you for sharing this. This is just like I'm just this is like blowing my mind because I've I've done a lot of of kind of vision boards. I've actually gone through this process myself where I have this little actually I think I bought one from like Jack Canfield or something like that. I don't remember, and um, and then I ended up. Uh, putting them in like a separate box or something like that whenever I finish it. So I've seen it definitely happen, but I, I, mine was totally a mess and this is really helping. And I love, I love the essentialism side of this. Just pick three, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and no, no more than nine. I mean, that's like, yeah, it's still inspiring, but not overwhelming. Um, so before you get into this, uh, next part. I, I'm just curious. Like, what if, like, how how do you how do you avoid uh, feeling? I guess not like overwhelmed, but I guess like looking up at that picture every day and thinking like, oh, I don't have that, or like kind of feeling discouraged about it rather than inspired. Hmm. So I would say that one of the biggest reasons a vision board doesn't work is because you allow the negative thoughts to deter your belief. Mm. And it is exactly that it's, it, it may be that you put in the steps and kind of what needs to happen on the vision board. And then you walk away and you think, Oh, that'll never happen. Mm. And the story you're telling yourself about it. Yes. Because again, your brain is your best friend of me. 
and it's there to protect you. So here you are doing everything you can to try and get through that filter, but then you walk away and you allow this thought to come to you of, well, that'll never happen. Well, your brain's going, okay, well, that's not important information. We're not going to let it through the filter. Mm. So you're kind of determining that. So, and I know that that's easier said than done, right? Oh, just sure. think positive, talk positive. And that's, you know, but there's ways to go, there's ways to go about that. And a lot of that is a ways to combat that I'll say. And one of those is I would highly recommend listening to positive music. Mm, I like that. And it may not be like, and this is, this is going to sound silly, uh, but I have like a positive music playlist on Spotify and it contains songs that are pretty, pretty uplifting and positive. And, and in fact, and I, I almost hate to say this song because it does have one swear word in it, which I wish it didn't, but I, my song right now is glorious by Macklemore. Hmm. And there's this part where, uh, he, he pretty much says, and the, line, the lines are amazing, but it's pretty much every, it's a morning, another morning. I won't let myself get in my way. I have my breath. I have my faith. And I remember why I came. And so that is something that for me, I sing that when, and you're all lucky I didn't sing it right then. I just said it, but <laughs> <laughs> I sing that when I want to combat those negative voices. And so there may be a song for you. Like there's, there's another song on the playlist um, that talks about I'm right where I should be. And I also mm. love that because it kind of encourages that I, I'm learning and I'm right where I should be. And it talks about the thing I love too, is it says uh, it's by us, the duo. And mm. it, it talks about, I used to be afraid of failure, but every time I feel it, something good's about to happen. Mm. and I'm right where I should be. And so it's, it's songs like that that cool. yeah, I, yeah. I try to utilize to combat those negative thoughts. Yeah, like positive messaging, positive stories with those songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really, that's really, that's powerful. So wait, is this, you said it's on Spotify. Is this like a public playlist? Can people find this or is it? Yeah. Uh, it's, okay, it's, what's, it, what's it called? It's called Happiness Abound Songs. Happiness Abound Songs, cool, yeah. yeah. And it will be continued to be added to. I think it's about 15 songs right now. So just shy of an hour, but cool. they're all the songs that I use. And they're all, like I said, all really kind of family and kid friendly with the exception of glorious. And it just says one teen tiny swear words. So, okay. <laughs> but, and, but the thing is, is those songs too kind of play into that hearing and saying mode mm -hmm. to get past your filter and bring in those positive thoughts so that you can remember that, you can do this and you can really achieve these dreams. And I think that yeah. kind of ties into the second part of like, you're finding this perfect image and the next yeah. part is words. Okay. Perfect. Yes. And like I had mentioned with my wanting to be that free example, or even my job example, I had kind of created this little card. I got like a little three by five card and I just put it up under the picture and side note, I use the painter's tape to put up my pictures and my stuff too. So I, yeah. I don't do anything fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but essentially you want to write um, short, a short description that's usually like five to seven sentences um, to accompany that photo. And it can be a paragraph or it can be bullet points. I'm a fan of bullet points. And you want to include details that tend to embody the five senses. So touch, taste, smell, see, hear. And then to take it to that next level, 
you want to say those things aloud. So for me, I stand in front of my vision board and I look at my picture and then I look at my bullet points and I, I focus on my picture for about a minute and then I spend the next two minutes telling myself the story of what that will look like when I get it aloud. And it's not me staring, I'm gonna use the example of the debt-free. Hmm. It's not me going, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have a huge weight off my shoulders and I'm gonna be able to take courses and it'll be good and I'll be a lot less stressed. It's, it's really trying to engage your voice so you can say it and your ears so you can hear it and help you get through that filter. And also when you can invoke emotion into what you're saying, you can then feel it and then you have the image and so you can see it. And that's the four things that help you get through your filter. So I recommend having your vision board um, a little bit above eye level. So if you're standing up, you can stand in front of it, use good body language and then read your like stare at your image and then read your story and read it with emotion and fluctuation in your voice. So for example, wow. yeah. so for me, it's, oh my gosh, when I'm debt free, it's just going to be a huge, oh, such a huge weight off my shoulders. And I'm going to be able to take courses and I'm going to be able to learn and grow and improve. And I'm going to be able to do it because I won't have debt. I can pay cash and it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to have this house and it's going to be the perfect size for my family. And it's going to have a huge yard for me to play catch and fetch with my dogs. And you, like, you can kind of see the difference mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And that plays into kind of like I mentioned with the music too. When you like, when you're singing a song, it has that range. It has that emotion to it and that can combat the negative thoughts. So when you do that with your own story of what this will look like, what this will feel like, what it will taste like, that what it will just, I mean, all of those pieces, what it will smell like even, then you can, and I, it's funny. It's part of your story. So it's the story yes. you're telling yourself. Yes. And you can invoke those and that'll help it get past your filter. And then opportunities and things like that will start to come into place. And then you can take action on those opportunities and it's like seeing the car everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. You, if you bought the new car, you did the research. So you've been seeing it. You've been looking at pictures. You've been picking colors. You've been picking engine types or whatever, right? You have been right. saying and talking about it to your friend, to your spouse, to your trusted mechanic or wherever it is, whoever it is, right? So you've right. been seeing it. You've been saying it. You've been hearing other people's feedback. Maybe you're watching YouTube videos and you're hearing other people's feedback on the vehicle. You're hearing your friend's feedback because they may have purchased one, your mechanic's feedback. You're hearing yourself say it. And then you go and you test drive it and you feel it. And you're like, yeah, this is the car. And then you take action and you get it. And then you start to see it everywhere. And the same concept applies here, right? If you can see it, say it, hear it, feel it, then opportunities to take action start to come and you just have to take that action and those next steps for it to come down off your vision board because suddenly you've gotten past the filter and you're seeing all the opportunities that are there for you to achieve it. That's really powerful. I just, I love the storytelling aspect of it because it opens that up. It opens it up to, 
to being able to experience those or synthesize those. I mean, I talk about how happiness is just synthesized. I mean, we can, we create it and just like we can taste the flavor of a really gross smoothie before trying it and decide not to try it. (laughs) We, Mm -hmm. uh, we do the exact same thing with our happiness and we can synthesize that. So it's, it's exactly what you're saying. It's, it's the synthesis of this, this vision, right? Uh, but with all those, with all those senses, that's just, it's really powerful. So, man, um, so I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but where, so where do you, where do you put your successes? When you, when you take them off, do you have like a victory board or anything like, or, or a box or something or what's, or, or do you just, do you just throw them away or <laughs> put them I'm, in a journal or how do you, how do you do I'm that? I'm actually so glad that you asked because that is my favorite part of vision board work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one thing to like have on the board and do the work and that's amazing and it's great momentum and it's, it's motivating and you, it builds your confidence and you feel like you can do anything. But the best part is being able to take it off the board because you've achieved it. Mm. And what I have is I have a success book. And essentially cool. it's just, it's just a three ring binder and I have those sheet protector, like leaflet things. Uh-huh. And I will do kind of a little mini celebration. So when something comes off my vision board, um, actually the first thing I ever, ever took off my vision board was that I wanted to take my best friend um, of 20 years. She, we, she was turning 30, getting married and had never been to Disneyland. And <laughs> so I was like, yes, I'm doing this. I'm going to take her as like a, just a best friends, just the two of us. We're going to go yeah. to Disneyland for her birthday and for her bachelorette party. And I'm going to do it. And so I saved up my money and was able to take her. And so afterward I took it off my vision board and I actually printed out a couple of pictures from the trip, put it on a piece of paper, just taped what I had on my vision board to that piece of paper. I wrote the date and then I slip it in my, my little sheet protector and there it is. It's in my, it's in my success book. And I can, the beautiful thing about that is I can look at that success book anytime that those negative thoughts are kind of coming around and I can go, you know what? No, I've done this. I, I can do this and I have record of it because that's the other piece. Our brain has to have data. It has to have information to support what you're going to do. And so when you're doing the see it, say it, hear it, feel it, you're providing it that information to support being able to take action. But a beautiful thing about a success book is you also, now you have, you have data that supports that you can take things off your vision board and that things work for you and that you are capable of being able to do these things. And so it just builds that momentum even more. And like I said, I like to print out pictures and I kind of have this like mini celebration with myself and I use it as a record of what I've been able to achieve that before may have felt completely impossible. I love that. That is so powerful. It's like an upward spiral. You've, you kind of begin this upward spiral, you trigger it. And, uh, you know, Barbara Friedrichsen is the uh, researcher behind all this study of positive emotion. And um, she talks about what she calls the positivity portfolio. And so this is, this is exactly what it is, is it's, it, but it's taking it directly from reality, directly from your vision board, what you just accomplished and then sticking it into this portfolio. So I, this is so cool. It's like, 
it's like uh, the next piece to the puzzle, but like the piece before this piece. <laughs> yes. So, well, and, wow. and in that in that same vein of a positivity book, uh, I also and I don't have it in a book, but like I also take screenshots of like when somebody texts me and is like, "Oh my gosh, you did amazing in that meeting today," or mm. anything like that. So sometimes in that case, it's. I don't have a book for those things. The yeah. success book is for vision boards, but I also keep record in some way or another of small successes, small wins, small forms of appreciation so that I can have that positivity book for myself as well in kind of yeah. a, different, a different aspect. I think the con kind of the combination of those two also continues to give you motivation and confidence that you can, you can have your dream life. I love that. Oh, that's so powerful, Taylor. Thank you so much. This is like... This is like life-changing stuff, and I'm just excited. I just I can't wait to just do it. Um, I maybe maybe I'll do it right after this. <laughs> this is so so good. So man, I hope all you listeners out there also do the same thing too. And I I um, I uh, I just am so glad that uh, you said yes to coming on the show. And this is just amazing stuff um, uh, that really can change change your life so um now do you do you if, if people wanted to learn even more if they wanted to kind of have uh even more training on this or because it sounds like you've got even <laughs> you could teach us all day about this stuff um where, where could they find you uh on online or on social media yeah absolutely so um for vision board specific stuff i actually have uh an online class oh, that nice. uh, is a vision board training that is a, it's a video recording of me teaching a class of about 10 people about how to do vision boards, the action steps to how to create one, uh, the action steps that you need so that you can take things off of your vision board, reasons why they may not be working, uh, different levels of vision boards. Um, and it's just, it's an hour, it was an hour long class. And so I actually have an online recording of that class. And it also includes a 18 page resource guide that covers information that I didn't cover in the hour. So it's pretty robust information about vision boards. Wow. And, um, that's just on my website, which is happinessabound.com and it's under courses. And then it's uh, the vision board class. Awesome. And then I can be found online, again, happinessabound.com. And then I'm most uh, active, I would say, on Instagram. And my handle there is happiness underscore abound. And I'm also on Facebook at happinessabound blog. That's so great. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm just happy to have you on the show. And thanks for taking the time to answer all these questions and teach us about vision boards, not just the... Uh, excitement of them and and you know finding a bunch of magazines and cutting out a bunch of pictures <laughs> but uh, but why the science behind it and and why it is that our brain uh, can or how to how to get our brain to pay attention to these things so that we can make them a reality so thank you so much Taylor no thank you for having me vision boards have like I said, I've been able to use them as a tool in my goal getting and happiness toolbox and I am delighted at every opportunity I have to share what I've learned with other people so that they can have similar or greater success. So thank you so much for allowing me to, to share what I've learned with, with your listeners. And I, I am just so grateful and honored and delighted. So thank you.
Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Okay. Wow. That was so, so amazing. Oh my gosh. Like blows my mind. I love talking about the science of things. I love understanding how the brain works. And I also, I've just hesitated for so long to get really back in and refresh my vision board uh, that I have because I was just like, man, I just, I get stuck. And so this, that just, I hope it helped you just as much as it helped me to kind of get unstuck about having this vision board. And if you never had a vision board, I hope it inspired you to do more with, with this and to, to, to go out and create a vision board for yourself. Um, you can, and if you want to learn even more about this, uh, from Taylor, she does this, uh, that's kind of one of the things she does. It's really cool. Uh, so you can go to her website, happinessabound.com, uh, and just find the, the courses. There's a, if you look in the, the menu bar, you can see the courses. And if you are, are signing up for one of her courses, you can actually get, um, a discount off the course. Um, in her, already her courses are pretty inexpensive. So it's awesome. I mean, you could just do it, uh, for the 20 bucks. It's just originally $20, but if you wanted to get $5 off, use the, uh, promo code more happy life, no spaces, just more happy life at the checkout, uh, for the vision board class to receive five bucks off. So there you go, guys, five bucks. You know, you can't ever say I never gave you five bucks because there you go. You got five bucks for me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's, it's, uh, really awesome to have you here listening. And I really hope to hear what you think about vision boards, what you've done with your vision board. And, um, you know, I just, I'm excited about this and I, I'm, I'm really excited to start to visualize. Uh, like she said, um, not just visualize, but, you know, hear it, see it, say it, like all the, all the steps of, of really making your vision board come to life in your kind of through your brain's filter. Okay. So thank you so much for listening. As always, I really hope that you have today because of this podcast, a more happy life. I really hope this episode helped you to have a more happy life today. If you enjoy this episode, share it and let me know by tapping the stars in the reviews. You can also find me on Instagram at morehappylife or by going to morehappylife.co. Thanks for listening and see you soon.